This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. All Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host. I am your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Digital Satellite Network, and across Europe and Asia on Euro Radio TV, in Brussels, Belgium, on Radio X, and everywhere else on this great planet and the far beyond on iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV. Our radio show program uh, website is exxonradiotv.com. And for all the information about the Exxon Broadcast Network, who our hosts are, when their shows are, the archives, and much, much more, visit www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour is Laura Mendelson, and Laura is a clairvoyant spirit medium. She is accredited as professional mental medium by ASSMPI. That's the American Society for Standards in Mediumship and Physical in Psychical Investigations. Uh, in an afterlife data research medium, certified LEAN health coach, graduate of Center for Spiritual Living Educational Programs, author of several books, and the sole Psychic Healer Mediumship Certification Program featured in Top 100 Psychics and Astrologers in America. She has been manifesting for over 50 years, channeling St. Ignostus Loyola as her master guide for over 30 years, discovering recently this is the same master guide to famed Brazilian healer John of God. And for more information on our guest this hour, and if you'd like to contact her for a one-on-one consultation, after the show, Exxon Nation, that is, www.spiritmediumlaura, and uh, that's spiritmediumlaura.com. And Laura Mendelssohn, welcome back to the Exxon. Always great speaking to you, my dear friend. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Laura, um, tell us what it was that happened in your life that put you on the path to being one of the most accredited mediums on this planet. <laughs> oh, most accredited. Thank you. Um, well, I can't really put my finger on one thing other mm-hmm. than um, I believe that we all have a purpose. And I wasn't interested in fulfilling my purpose earlier in life. I was So anybody that's interested in becoming a medium, 
usually you're going to be uh, led there. Uh, perhaps it might be a, an event that occurs in your life that moves you in that direction, uh, or you, you just might have had the calling from uh, a youthful time mm-hmm. forward. In my particular case, I was very much geared towards making money and being successful in the outer world. Um, and even after acquiring millionaire status, uh, a series of unlucky coincidences, shall we say, okay. led, me, led me forward. I lost most of the money. I just kept being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Some might say that's stupidity. <laughs> but, you know, I did make the money to begin with. That's right. And it was the same, right? The same person made it and then lost mm-hmm. it. So I believe on a, a deeper level, um, my soul had a plan for me and uh, moved me in this direction. Did I have a talent for this, an ability? Well, yeah, I was kind of like a closet medium for many, many years. Um, I wasn't using it, actually trying to fit in mm-hmm. to uh, the more materialistic context business world and, or just the regular day-to-day life of human beings. And mm-hmm. um, never did quite fit in there, but what I teach people and what this idea that when we align with our authenticity, um, we're, we will swim with the current, we will be led, um, and we will find... Laura, are you there? Laura, are you there? Well, ExoNation, it seems that we lost Laura once again. We're having problems today with Skype and with every other form of communication. Somebody just uh, texted me that Rob Mercury is in retrograde. That explains a lot. When we come back from this commercial break, hopefully we'll have Laura Mendelson back with us. And ExoNation, if you'd like to contact Laura, her website is www.spiritmediumalaura.com. I'll be back on the other side of this break, hopefully with Laura Mendelson, as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is live radio, folks. You have to love it. program providers including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, 
X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and uh, great news. We have Laura back. Laura Mendelson is our special guest, and her website is spiritmediumlaura.com. And welcome back. Hi, hi, hi. Wow, what a day, <laughs> huh? <laughs> it certainly has been. Um, when and how did you have your first experience with spirit? Uh Great question. I was actually going to go. I was, I was talking a moment ago about having purpose and yeah. you know all of that, and then I was thinking it sounds like I just had my first experience uh, thirty years ago or whatever. But actually, uh, when I was a baby, about four to five, you know, little child, I started to see things uh, that were very frightening to me as I would go off to sleep at night, and um, I would see the the last memory I have is of this. This man stepped out of the darkness, and he was yelling and screaming at me, and he was dressed like a farmer. I was in upstate New York that night. I was a little child, and I was so scared. But I I thought back then it was, you know, disincarnate beings, but I didn't have the words for it. Um, so I started at a very young age. Wow. What was? Do you remember the first uh, the first time you communicated with spirit? How you felt? Did you know who you were talking to? Uh, well, uh, most of the time I felt frightened, but there was another being amongst the crowd, shall we say, um, that was friendly and uh, felt familiar to me, um, and that was probably my master guide. Although, you know, again, I really didn't have full awareness of what was going on. Um, but it, it felt frightening because I didn't know who they were unless it was around this more benevolent being who felt familiar and protective of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, uh, that being um, came to my rescue once when I was around five or four. Again, anywhere from four to six, this is happening. I um, I was trying to teach myself how to swim in a lake uh, in upstate New York. And um, as I was flopping around on the surface of the water I <laughs> fell into the water oh, no. and I just sat there because I was a little kid I didn't know about danger and I started to just breathe in the water mystified and you know fascinated with everybody's legs around me shall we say because there's <laughs> a lake filled with people it's <laughs> <Right. laughs> like oh this is cool and then all of a sudden out of the right side of my body I saw this white light coming in with the the noise I always heard before I would have one of these uh, supernatural experiences with the, uh, the the sound that was like a party and uh, I'll tell you about that in a moment. But Please. it was sounded like a party that was getting louder and louder and louder. People chatting. And this white light comes in. And all of a sudden, the being that was friendly to me was there and said, get out. And I went, 
up out of the water, running to the the shore, you know, as best I could, and tried to explain it to my mother, who must have been talking about a tuna casserole or something with some <laughs> other woman there, and paid no attention to me whatsoever. And I was like, ah, you know, a little kid, like, yeah. what the heck just happened, uh-huh. you know? But uh, so, an innocent question of how did it feel brought all that information out of me. Wow. Oh, I want to talk to you about the party sound. Oh, please, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't know what that was, and I, again, nobody was to explain it to me until maybe about three or four years ago I met somebody who had recently gone to the uh, Monroe Institute mm-hmm. uh, you know he does I think it's Robert Monroe right I, I, I don't remember his full name but the Monroe Institute is for out-of-body experiences and um, she said there's a party sound a party noise you will hear before you switch dimensions and have an out-of-body experience uh, and I, so she went through the steps and described what would happen. And I said, oh, that's what was happening to me. I was having an out-of-body experience. I didn't know what it was. And that allowed me to see, you know, souls uh, on a, in a different dimension, an astral plane probably. Mm, interesting. Um, you know, sometimes, maybe you can help me understand something. Sometimes when I'm laying in bed and after I've been in bed for a while, I, I feel as if I'm vibrating like crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, and somebody once told me that that was, an, uh, that was a prelude to an out-of-body experience, but I've never been able to get past the vibrational uh, feeling. And... Um, and, and yet, when I have dreams, I have wild dreams. They're all lucid. Like, I had dreams within dreams within dreams within dreams. Wow. And Ooh. to find out if I'm dreaming or if it's reality, I try and read something, whether it's a menu, whether it's a newspaper, whether it's a sign on a building. And if I can't read it, I know I'm having a dream, and that's when I start having fun. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. So is there a difference between an out-of-body experience and a dream, or can they be at times one and the same? I think uh, it's like lucid uh, lucid dreaming is how we bring the two together. A lucid dream would be an out-of-body experience where you're in an altered brainwave state. Mm -hmm. However, your cognitive abilities, your day-to-day uh, ability to understand what's going on is traveling along with you. Um, now, I am no, not an expert uh, in this subject, although it's fascinating. Um, I have so many other things going on that I'm working <laughs> on, but um, I do know that I've had a couple of other. I have, you know, I regularly had them as a child, didn't understand it, and then I did have one which I was aware of, and uh, it wasn't a trembling in my body. It was a a daydream state when you were uh, – imagine that you woke up in the morning and you don't get out of bed right away, for example. Right, okay. Sunday, right, Sunday morning. And you're just lying there in this kind of like half-awake, half-sleep state. And during one of these half-awake, half-sleep morning times, uh, right after my mother had passed away. She passed away in December of 2004 and then April of 2005 – this happened. I was lying in bed in a half-awake state, and suddenly I became aware, and that's the key phrase here, became aware that my consciousness, my visual field, we'll use that as a way to describe consciousness, suddenly floated up out of my body, Mm -hmm. 
and looked down at, my, at me and then looked towards the hallway and then drifted out of my bedroom into the hallway and then drifted down the hallway, looking down the hallway. And there I saw my mother had deceased in this house. There she was walking towards me, like fully, um, in, fully uh, back in a carnal state, her whole body and everything seeming to be. And she just sashayed past me down the hallway, running an errand or something, doing something. And there I was like a periscope of consciousness that had floated out and was watching her. As soon as I realized what was going on, then I went right back into my body, frightened wow. actually. So um, with you, with the... Uh, the shaking, I would assume uh, mm -hmm. the person who told you it was the beginning or an aspect of an out-of-body. Um, but learning how to be aware while you're in a dream state would be a good definition of lucid dreaming as well as out-of-body. Oh, super. What does it feel like when, when you go into a full trance state to bring a soul from the other side? You know, how do you do that? What's it feel like? What 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 sense do you get when you're actually crossing that veil into into the other world, the other dimension? Okay, there's a two two parts uh, to that. Um, once one part is, I actually have been in a full trance state, um, and again, it was before I knew what was going on because quite often and. This is interesting for everyone listening to to get or hear is when we understand or when we have our conscious mind involved, mm -hmm. it can inhibit things from happening. <laughs> you know, it can stop you from fear uh, or just trying to control what's going on. But when I was um, much younger, I won't say the age, <laughs> but when I first started channeling <laughs> uh, my guide, St. Ignatius Loyola, uh, I was very relaxed about it. I didn't really know. I didn't have any kind of preconceived attitude. I didn't understand what was going on. I was just very open about it. And uh, the man in my life at the time who had inadvertently opened this window of perception for me through a series of events, he didn't do it specifically, but he was a catalyst. I, I was at his home and he asked me if I would uh, channel his main guide. He'd been going regularly to a full trance medium in Manhattan. This is during the 80s, early 80s. Uh, and I'd been going to the same medium. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Don't even ask me. He's probably long since gone. But anyway, I said, okay, not knowing what I was getting into. And all of a sudden, and this is something I can talk about in a moment, all of a sudden, I felt this huge swoop of energy come in over me like, whoop. And I, my consciousness, uh, encapsulated to a tiny little speck in the upper right portion of my vision field. Mm. In other words, the only awareness I had that I was me was this little tiny pinhole I was looking through, the upper right portion of my vision field. I was aware of the fact that my body had another entity in it and was talking. I was having a full conversation, but I couldn't hear the conversation, and I couldn't see the room. I couldn't see my friend. I could only see that little dot up there. And this went on for a while. And again, I was not nervous. I was not scared because I was ignorant. I didn't know what was going on. And when, I, uh, when it ended, the entity went whoop out of me, and I was back in the room. Now, um, I don't know if that happened because the entity was powerful enough to have um, 
operated me as if I was some sort of a car, you know. It just jumped in and knew how to take over the controls, <laughs> you know. I think that's kind of like what happened. Um, but since then, uh, the way it goes now is uh, because my conscious mind has entered into the equation, uh, I don't go, I could probably if I wanted to go to development circle and focus on that, but I don't go to full trance any longer. Um, and just over time, over learning how to let go, learning how to, uh, how to do these, how to operate the controls of perception to another dimension. Um, for example, I have learned how to focus better. I have learned what is coming from spirit, how it feels a little different than what is coming from my own mind. And to let you know, the feeling is more like it just kind of happened to me versus me asking or making or forcing. So it's a, the difference is a, is a feeling between me forcing something or me activating something versus something coming towards me or into me or, you know, that I'm hearing. Um, I'll give you a little example. Today I was in a sitting and um, it was a really good sitting. And um, all of a sudden I hear Ave Marie. Ave Maria, from a, and I know it wasn't coming from me because I had no reason to say that. I had it. I had an entity with me, the deceased loved one, <laughs> Aunt Marion, and Aunt Marion said started to sing that through me. And I'm sitting with clients in front of me, and so the woman in front of me gasped and put her hand over her mouth. And I said, what are you doing? She says, well, that's Va Marie, Va Marie. I said, what do you mean Va Marie? Oh, Va Marie's our grandmother's name is Gaelic for oh Marie, Gaelic, Va Marie. So in other words, things will come in and they feel kind of tickly almost. Like I, didn't, I don't know why I'm singing Ave Maria. And then suddenly it means something. All right, so, uh, Laura, you and I have to take a break. When we come back, Exxon Nation, Laura Mendelson is going to sing Ave Maria for us. And, uh, I'm just kidding okay. with you. I'm just kidding with you there. And uh, if you'd like to f- contact uh, Laura for a one-on-one consultation, Exxon Nation, www.spiritmediumlaura.com. That's www.spiritmediumlaura.com. And if I was a medium, the website would be spiritextraextraextralargerob.com. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back, everyone. Laura Mendelson is our special guest this hour. Her website is spiritmediumlaura.com. So here you were in front of these ladies, and uh, you started singing Ave Maria, and just to find out that this was the Celtic name of the grandmother of the person that you were sitting in front of. How did you feel? 
tickly, laughy, giggly, because um, I just love it. It wasn't her name, Ave Marie. It was Va Marie, but it was Spirit's way of getting it through me. Hmm. And it's just tickly, you know. It makes you feel kind of (laughs) giggly. Oh, God. Like you had a glass of champagne without any alcohol. (laughs) Wow, that's called water. (laughs) (laughs) So it's fun. It's, It's just... It's just a miracle a minute. It, it Working with spirit mm-hmm. is a constant. Everything we are taught to expect in reality mm-hmm. is contradicted when you have these experiences. Uh, and, of, of course, it makes you wonder, well, what is reality? Because uh, reality is far more than our five senses can allow us to see. Doing what you've been doing for so long with the accuracy and, and the proven track record, how do you explain reality? What is your definition of reality as you, Laura Mendelssohn, know it? Well, first I just want to say something about my accuracy. First of all, I wasn't always accurate. Everybody listening, you know, it's a, it's a, um, a shaping process, uh, mm-hmm. like biofeedback to the soul, if you will. Uh, how, do I, how do I explain or what is reality? That is such a great question, Rob. You should get a Pulitzer Prize for that question or some kind of prize. Well, I um, do have that prize. You've, you're on the show. See, I won. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. Um, uh, well, to me, I mean, I like to study things like quantum physics mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, all that. So because I do try to understand what is real. I think reality is a is a possibility. It's a thinking like the entire infinite universe is a a thought is a consciousness and it is a potential of something and as we in this particular dimension measure it in some way observe it i.e it becomes something so we are infinite potentiality until uh, until we claim something Um, and this is at a a quark level or quantum level uh, that a that a potential matter or physical a physical thing has no real uh, definition until it is measured either speed or or mass is measured so uh, so it goes in terms of our own lives uh, our own experiences everything is really part of how we see it what we label it what we call it and learning how to access that part of our nature, our potential, we all have this potential, is evolution. I believe at some point in the future, human beings will be able to, uh, at will, be able to create uh, through their thinking, through their minds, and through activation of this co-creative facility we're given, uh, we're given innately as a human being. Um, So, I don't know if that sounds too woo-woo, but... Actually, no, it's, it sounds a lot like the holodeck aboard the Star Trek, uh, the Enterprise, and the New Generation. And I believe that, that this will be possible. I also believe in the saying, if you confess it, you will possess it. The power of positive thinking. Yes, uh, exactly, exactly. Recently, I've been introduced through a series of coincidences to the potential of something like well hypnosis is a good Mm -hmm. example but different kind of hypnosis one where uh, the hypnotist activates 
our higher self or our wisdom center. That's one one way. And another, so I had a recent session and it, it floored me. I, I really got rid of a phobia in one session. And the other thing is essential oils is another part of this in that they go to the limbic system. They activate or bypass the conscious mind to the autonomic nervous system or the lizard brain, if you will, uh, and through a process called entrainment, which means uh, each essential oil has a particular frequency to it. Uh, when it enters into your system, uh, your system will entrain to that frequency. And when you do, if you're using an oil for mm -hmm. uh, emotional healing, for example, you can heal without doing anything other than allowing that process to be using the oil if it's a high quality high uh, high grade oil um, so and I have used some oils and I found that the results were stupendous so uh, shaping reality is becoming a reality more and more each day we are becoming more adept as humans in learning how to do this um, I only am fa I'm very, very fascinated to see what the future will bring with all of this. So are, do you believe that we are now entering the next step of our evolutionary tract as humans? Yes, I believe we've kind of actually entered it. I guess people would call that the ascension mm -hmm. and give it a specific date. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going beyond that. I'm going beyond my own anecdotal observation. Um, for example, one of the things... That amazes me are um, <laughs> our phones, you know, smartphones. Um, God, I think we should put it on the floor at night before we go to bed, and it probably clean up our whole house for us. They're so intelligent. I tried that; it wouldn't work. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, what was unthinkable uh, 10, 15 years ago, they're doing, and they do it better than the computer already. And they're leapfrogging. I mean, they're coming up with apps on these phones that can diagnose health problems. Yes. They can take your breath and and come up with a diagnosis. Um, so in that in that reality, which every it's ubiquitous, everybody's getting uh, their smartphones, including third world developing countries. It's shaping our consciousness. We are being shaped through technology and vice versa. Uh, our consciousness is creating the technology. So it's sort of like a, a circle or, um, you know, a back and forth kind of thing, a symbiotic relationship, mm -hmm. if you will. But, uh, yeah, I believe in our – who knows what's going to happen in five years. I mean, everything is just geometrically uh, increasing in terms of awareness. I think uh, artificial intelligence is supposed to surpass, this is a little scary, surpass the human mind's ability to reason logic uh, by 2024. So, um, no, that's just a date. I mean, things can change, but uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, we're in very fast-moving times, Rob, very, very fast-moving times. The the times that we are that we are presently in with these, technological advances and you know the smartphone and the smart car are two good examples of that how is Absolutely. this affecting the existence on the other side with those that you communicate with uh well i haven't asked them yet that's a great question but i have noticed mm -hmm. that um it seems that this is um, a renaissance of spiritual 
practitioners, mediums, channelers, and it has been said that the frequency on Earth uh, is, for those who um, are aligning with it, has gotten higher, whatever that really means, I'm not quite sure, but let's say our vibration on Earth, for those people who are willing to uh, to align with it, has increased. We've, we've raised our frequency, our consciousness, the way we think about things, and even our idea that we're no longer victims of, of a patriarchal paradigm, but we have the power, we're all empowered. Mm-hmm. That's, a raising, that's a rising frequency. And I believe in turn, this, uh, uh, the, let's see, dimensions four and five have come closer to Earth. So we're the veil between other dimensions a higher dimension, um, a faster dimension, a lighter dimension is is melting away. And so you see more and more people being born with spiritual activation, ability to see, know, feel, see, and you know, have the psychic mm-hmm. abilities, the out-of-body experiences, the advent of indigos and crystals and all these funny names they give them and everything else. It's just becoming, I find, even in my own work, um, people wanted to have their fortune told. Nowadays, people want to be shown more and more. They still those who still want it told, but more and more they want to understand the gestalt, understand how they're participating and engage in creating, co-creating the reality that they're experiencing. So, yeah, it's um, everything is shifting. Consciousness is shifting. Why I was asking about the other side and the effects that modern technology may be having on them, it, it wasn't a smart, smart, uh, smart aleck question. It's because even with the creatures on this side, for example, bees, birds, and and other other species that use navigational electromagnetic navigational um, grids to migrate to find things are disappearing. For example, the the honeybees. Ever since there, there's a direct correlation between the number of cell towers and the decline of the honeybee. So I'm figuring, well, if it can have that effect on a molecular level on this side with an electromagnetic field, mm. where's the, you know, how's it affecting the other side? Hmm. Duh. I don't have an answer. I'm, I'm thinking, and um, I don't want to go into a trance and do any channeling right now. Sure, I understand right that, yeah. <laughs> but let me just see if anything comes to mind. Um, I know that there's a, the, the ability to physically perceive using instruments we have, you know, for go, uh, like paranormal mm-hmm. investigators and so on. They have instruments to perceive uh, ra- radio uh, electromagnetic fields, for example, right. which is what you're bringing in here. Um Okay, but the idea that's coming in right now is that when they want to be perceived, they're able to project an an um, EM field, electromagnetic field, and if they don't want, they don't, because they can live in a purely non-physical where they don't always have to have uh, electromagnetic fields when they're in their own uh, environment, for example. So um, they're showing me, and this could be wrong, okay, but this is what I'm getting right now, and I will let you, sh- I will share this with you, is that when spirit wants to be perceived in the physical realm, it's sending these things out almost like flashlights, electromagnetic fields. Okay. Now, how are they interfacing with the EMs on the planet? Let me just see what they say. We don't, we don't really necessarily need that or not need it. We're able to deliver what we need where we need it, and we're not 
infiltrated by those that are created by man. Uh, ours have a different nature to them and or a different way that they're projected. So we're not affected by it is the ultimate answer is what I'm getting. Could be right, could be wrong, but that's the answer I'm getting. So I'm sending that to you. Well, okay, and that makes me feel good because I, I certainly wouldn't want to to know that we are inadvertently being disrespectful for those who have already passed. And I think there's enough disrespect at times shown towards uh, spirit by, yes, by, cert yeah. by certain members of society who would rather taunt a spirit rather than respect a spirit. Oh, that's such a good point, you know. Um, I think a lot of people view it as fascinating um, entertainment. Yeah. And, you know, I... I hear you. I hear you. There should be respect. There should always be respect. Laura, please stand uh, by, my dear. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Fascinating conversation, Exonation, with a fascinating young lady. Her name is Laura Mendelson. And if you'd like to contact Laura for a one-on-one -on -one consultation, her website is www.spiritmediumlaura.com. That's www.spiritmediumlaura.com. And we'll both be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. This is The X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell, and my very special guest of this hour is Laura Mendelson. Her website is spiritmediumlaura.com. And like I was saying to you um, on the commercial break, Laura, I want to thank you and, and other credible mediums like yourself who, who bring closure and heal those on this side so that they can better understand and have their hearts healed 
at a very difficult time in their lives. So thank you very much for all the great work that you do. Thank you. I appreciate that and feel, uh, I don't know, I'm speechless because I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do. You know, I, I just try the, mm-hmm. you know, I try to participate as best I can. And, you know, it's an interesting point you make about healing because um, you could bring a horse to water, excuse the, uh, you know, the hackneyed phrase, uh, but you can't make them drink. So mediumship is a tool, yes. but maybe not helping everyone, you know, that comes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, being as d- developed as possible uh, and as ethical as possible and as evidential as possible, then you're doing your part. But if the sitter gets healed, uh, that's great. If the sitter help, if it helps the he- sitter heal, that's even, you know, that's great. And if it, it doesn't, I'm neutral. I actually just show up and do yeah. what I'm supposed to do. You know, I, w- I was just uh, I was just uh, thinking that I I took it a little one sided when I said you help those on this side, but I'm sure that you also help those on the other side, who That's are true. fortunate enough to make the connection through you, so that they can that they can share their love and you know give the person on this side the closure that they need. Closure, I would imagine, is a two way street. I know love is. That's a very uh, yes true. Um, Recently, I was doing mediumship for a man, and um, I didn't know who he'd lost because that's you know, you're supposed to have spirit provide. And in comes this woman who, at first, he didn't understand who she was. And I said, but she's very clear in front of me. And I gave him all this information. And, um, and then he said, oh, I get it. She's my neighbor who just passed away. And this soul and spirit was elated that he remembered finally everything fit and he she said tell my two children i said hello so she wanted to use his session as a way to provide information of her um you know her survival if you will in the spirit world through his session and then his son came in from the other side oh wow so yeah so he was there for his son but the session was hijacked by another soul who had a lot of, you know, had a reason to be there. And quite often when I do the radio show, that'll happen where all of a sudden I get somebody in that nobody expected. And it's because uh, there was something very, um, very, it was very much needed. Spirit needed the opening to uh, deliver an unexpected uh, message uh, or what have you. So, yeah, very, very true what you're saying. Has, it, has there ever been a time, Laura, where someone has asked you to communicate with the other side, you make the connection, and the and the spirit says to you, "I don't want to talk to them. No way." Uh, that the sitter says that, or the spirit that the the spirit says that. Yeah. Usually, it's the other way around. Um, I'll, if if this the one in spirit, sometimes this, the one in spirit does not show up. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yes, uh, but more often it is that this the soul and spirit will show up but the sitter doesn't want to talk um uh, that was during one of my research sessions um one of the research mediumship with uh, afterlife data uh, one of the sitters uh i was i was having problem making connection finally this male comes in and says he's her father and he was an alcoholic he abused her and he mm. said all of this stuff in a big huge apology and she was angry she didn't want to speak to him. She was angry with me as well. 
but everything was correct. She wanted me to bring in somebody else. But you see, it's not like that. And a lot of people don't realize that spirit is more in control of this than we realize. Um, I can ask. Mm -hmm. And more often than not, I'll get an answer of what I need. But uh, really, they're the ones that are sort of in the background, like the puppeteer, you know, pulling the strings and making it all happen. They can see more of everything of what's going on than we can. We're sort of, you know, we're looking through a peephole at them, and they can see everything else. So, um, uh, so the answer is more often than I see it that these soul and spirit is coming in to say they're sorry, to make retribution, to gain, to say something to somebody mm -hmm. they hurt. Uh, a lot of suicides come in. Mm. The first thing they'll say is, "I'm sorry for what I did to you and to myself." And yeah, how do you how do you cope with the emotional roller coaster that you must? endure on a daily basis you know mm -hmm. dealing with the with the souls on both sides of the veil that you deal with well that is one of the um uh, one of the um downsides if you will um or it's the overhead of the profession you know mm -hmm. if i was a construction worker and was building a 50, you know 100 story building my my risk would be falling off <laughs> the scaffolding and in my business is even though I've learned how to detach uh, even though I've learned how to uh, remain uh, as impartial and as objective as possible uh, I still get hit quite a bit um, when something is extremely emotional and poignant uh, and quite often spirit will use my own emotional equipment, emotional bank, my own feeling nature is part of the discernment, it's part mm -hmm. of the evidence. So, uh, you know, it's rough. It, it can be rough, you know, but you do what you have to do and you attempt to be as, um, to take it as much in stride as possible. That's what I do with it. I, I do as much clearing as I can and I do as much development as I can to be as objective as I can. Uh, and then I just kind of go with it. Um, at times, having that feeling is also extremely glorious because you're getting to feel the love between two people. Mm. Uh, you know, it's as if you're the human conductor of that emotion. Which and you are. Um, yeah. it could be quite beautiful. Tell us a little bit about your radio show. Well, I do a blog talk radio show Monday mm -hmm. nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And Wednesdays is an optional one at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And there's a link to that. Um, do you, the link is spiritmediumtv.com because I also simultaneously produce it to YouTube on my YouTube channel. Excellent. Yeah. And um, basically I'm doing a, I'm doing a, a focus subject, channel, group channel message, and then I do other side connections, and then I do life reading slash healings. Uh, and it, that's it. It's... It's a blast. <laughs> tell me, tell me about your 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 connection with God of John. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, over thirty years ago, I started channeling orally, channeling guides. After I was told that I was supposed to do that by a spiritual reader, and the name that came through as my guide uh, was Saint Ignatius Loyola. 
So I says, okay. I never, you know, I didn't know anything. I wasn't, I mean, I was raised Catholic, but I wasn't particularly into that at the time. Um, but I, you know, I called him Ola for short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we had a grand old relationship for years. And then, uh, then about, uh, maybe about two years ago or so, um, as spirit started to lead me into more clairvoyant healing during um, sessions, uh, these are regular life reading sessions, not other side connections. Right. If somebody's come, right? Somebody comes to me with a big problem they can never get over. It's systemic. Started message coming in. Oh, this is a systemic problem. It's come in from other lifetimes, and they spirit starts showing me chakras and gives gives me a whole gestalt of them as if I was doing an Akashic record reading and teaching me how to channel colors, light, affirm affirmations and prayer to heal them or to be a, to not me healing them, but to be a, a facilitator of a healing. Uh, and around that time, I also found out that St. Ignatius Loyola was the master guide to John of the master entity to John of God. That's the terminology they use. I like that terminology. Master entity to John of God. I was like, really? That's weird. And then I found out, um, again, through a series of synchronicities, I asked to go to Poland. They they wanted me to do some healing there. I didn't go, by the way, for various reasons. But uh, I started to research a little bit more about the healings of John of God. And then I found out, oh, when John of God does a healing, he sends the patient to their hotel after the healing, and that's where the real healing happens, uh, a clairvoyant medium reported. As I was studying this, I got it through her, and um, all the things that they're doing, the entities are doing with her, they're having conversation about when this happened, when that block happened, what this past lifetime, what their, all the gestalt behind it was revealed and released and let go during her 24 hours in her hotel room. I said, gosh, that's what I'm doing. When I work with clients, that's what I do. Um, So I just see that uh, obviously St. Ignatius Loyola has a broad band of (laughs) bandits from spirit (laughs) that are out there working through various different mechanisms to get their work done. And I happen to be one of the mediums, I guess, that works with that. Well, and I'm very glad that you do the wonderful work you do, Laura. As always, whenever you're with us, our time goes by very fast. Congratulations for all you do. Congratulations on your radio show. And if they go to your website, are the links to your radio show on there? Uh, well, uh, it's hard to find because I asked them to join my mailing list. Okay. Uh, so if you went to spiritmediumlaura.com uh, on the sidebar, which could be right or left depending on the uh, on what's going on there. Um, so look on right or look on the left. You'll see join mailing list to gain access to free readings. And there you can enter your email and uh, we can start a relationship. Laura, thank you so much for joining us and uh, take care of yourself. Have a wonderful summer and I look forward to the next time you're back here with us in the X Zone. Okay. Until then, be well, my friend. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, honey. Bye-bye now. Exonation. Nation, Laura Mendelson has been my guest this hour, a wonderful lady with a great heart and the ability to help people, and she does that well. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Mm-hmm.